Hey there, my name is Russell and I have what I think is the greatest job in the world. I work at the video store, the one just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Why I love my job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. Today on the show, you are going to meet a new co-worker. This is Graham Hackney. We've mentioned him uh, before in previous episodes. He is our engineer. He's the guy that is working with us to edit and produce these episodes. And so it is great to actually have him on the mic and hopefully for many episodes to come on the mic because the man is super smart. He is very well watched, you could say. <laughs> the uh, cinema version of well-read. He is also very well-read. Uh, you'll see he's one of those individuals that has actually read a lot of the source material that has become this huge comic book adaptation era. We speak everything from that uh, to representation to the sort of lost Disney films. And I, I found it fascinating. And as you can see over the course of the episode, I actually get to know him better, which I think is great. And I think that's part of What's going to make the video store special is that at the end of the day, there's also these friendships that are that are happening. Uh, Graham is a good friend of Cole's, so I've met him through Cole, who you know from from previous episodes, and we'd met on a few occasions to to watch movies, and we we really wanted him in the video store team, so he's come on board as a as the editor and as the producer. But yeah, as I said, he's 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 a great guy, and and I'm enjoying getting to know and I'm getting to know him, and I'm. And I'm enjoying having him part of the team and having having him be another co-worker. So let's open up the shop. And this is me chatting with Graham. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? It was ready, 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 interesting! How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. All things considered. Yeah? The world being what it is. Sure. Um, what are the movies we've watched together? Oh, Lord, I don't because, even know. Because uh, it's nice that you've joined the, 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 the crew here yeah. at the video store. Yes. But you and I, um, we don't know each other as well as we should. No, I think... uh, we know each other via Cole. Yeah. I met Cole at university. I don't know how you met Cole. I don't know what that story is. Probably through Gad, who oh, also works at the video yes. store. Yeah, so we've sort of all brought each other to each other, which, yes. is, which is great. I um, think the last movie you and I, I think, did you see Shazam with us? That's, <laughs> that sounds about right. I think it was Shazam. That we watched in Hyde Park. Yeah. Okay. We've seen, yeah, we've seen Shazam. Yeah. We watched something once at Cresta. Yes. I don't know what. Was it Mission Impossible? Were you there when we watched Mission Impossible no, Fallout? I don't, I don't think I watched that with you. I don't remember either. It's been yeah. such a long time because, sure. I mean, even just going to cinemas has barely happened. Are I, you going much? Not very often. Nowhere near as often as I used to. Cole it's amazing, to right? Yeah. Because, because, you know, myself and Cole used to go once, a, almost once a month. Yeah. At least once a month, perhaps sometimes even a few times a month. Yeah, same. And and uh, it's amazing how post-pandemic yeah, post yes. I had no desire to really go yeah. back and watch anything. It's bizarre. It's so strange. Like looking at it, like I seen, um, I think it's Stairkenical has this thing where for 350 rand a month, you can see 
five movies. You get yeah. five tickets every single day of the week, every That's day. Wild. And before I would have been like, like I would have been all over that. But Good now I'm Lord, going, I just, yeah. it's just not worth it. Because I just bi- go so yeah, A lot of cinemas similar to the Bioscope have, have membership yeah. deals. And I must say, I've just never quite got my head around the maths of it all. Because yes. then I have to sort of account. Because, you know, every film we account for and we account to the to the rights holders. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do that if you've got this membership fee? You've got to have, almost have to figure out how to how to divide it up. It's it's interesting. But yeah. I'd wonder whether South Africa could could take that yeah. on. Yeah, because it's, it's audience just... Like how big is that movie going? going how audience regular especially? is that? Yeah. Because when we were putting the business model together for the bioscope, we were trying to find whatever information we could find, and there was something. Maybe it's changed, but it was something along the lines of like the average South African goes to the cinema perhaps yeah. like twice a year. Wow. <laughs> as little as that. Yeah. Like your average, average dude in yes. South Africa. So if you think about it, there's so much to do. Yeah. You and I and Cole, like, yeah, we're, like we're the, the exception. We're the we're enthusiasts. The, we're the know? enthusiasts. Yeah. We know exactly which combo we go for. Yes. We know exactly which seat to sit in in the right cinema yeah. and the right Which complex. day the new movie's coming out on. Yeah. You know? So we very much are the exception. Yeah. But it's interesting that the average South African, apparently, and if anyone can find any other thing otherwise. But yes. It, that makes some sense. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I think about... you sort of watch the big one, you maybe catch the other one on a date. Even then, I think the last time my parents went to movies, just as an example, I think was when I made them go watch Captain America The Winter Soldier. You made your parents yeah, go Yeah, because I was that. like, this movie's freaking incredible. I love this movie. We're, I want to watch it again and I'm going to drag you guys with. That's cool that you take your parents to that. My, but my that was folks, the last time that happened. I think that was 2014. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my folks... My dad is the kind of guy that wishes he could pause the movie and go yeah. to the bathroom. You know, yes. like he he can't necessarily sit that long. My dad has never seen the entirety of the Matrix because he's fallen asleep every single time. Well, I mean, listen, my dad <laughs> hasn't watched any of it, so yeah. <laughs> I think we I think we were very different dads, yeah. which is cool to hear that your dad would even entertain the Matrix. <laughs> no, like if you give me a free. Sunday afternoon, I would watch a movie in some shape or form, yeah. be it at home or, yes. or, or in, in many respects, go out and watch it in the cinema. Yeah. Um, and I would not go and play a game of golf yeah. um, unless I was specifically asked to. And my dad's the complete opposite. So, oh, like, right. the free afternoon, he would love to do anything other, you know, he would just want to play golf. Yes. And then my mom would want to take him to a movie, like, once a year. Yeah. And he's like, and we've got to pick that movie carefully. <laughs> Because, like, he doesn't want to waste his time. Yeah, that's the one you get that year. And it's usually that sort of best exotic marigold hotel kind of movie. You know, that, like, heartwarming nouveau. Yeah. Which is a category in its own. (laughs) Yes. Which is really, like, a sort of hallmarky movie. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Sort of disguised as as a... As more a prestige of a, sort of it's cinema. It's more of a prestige art yeah. house film, but at the end of the day, it's just It's still like, the same sappy... It's the same thing. ...saccharine thing. Which... I mean, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. And as I get older and older, you know, you want less drama in your life. Yeah. You, you, you know, I'm getting to that point now, especially with TV shows, where like so much is dark and yeah, and it's just like oh, it's a drag through the mud. And like, I'm I'm reluctant to start TV shows, um, 
I can do a limited series. Yes. And there's so many great ones, right? There's so many right now. Because you know there's, an, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But yeah, I, I find looking, especially at older shows, when I look at it and there's like six seasons or whatever, but yeah. the seasons are like 24 episodes long. I'm like, I can't commit to that. And, and I, I don't, but also not even just with time, like emotionally. Yeah. Like what happens if it gets shit? Yes. Like after season three and it's like, oh, I've wasted so much time and it falls apart. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, um, have you watched um, Anatomy of a Scandal? No. It's on Netflix. Okay. And it's uh, it's also one of those sort of very good books that have become limited series. Because right. it makes sense that a good, healthy, hearty-sized book yes. becomes, makes a series. A, becomes a limited series yeah. because it's it's been figured out. Yes. There's not going to be another one. It's like all the Harlan Coben stuff. Have mm. you ever... Have you sort of is that on your radar at all? Not really. I'm aware of it, but it's not something I. So would... it's like books my mom would read. Those yeah. like sort of big, thick, crimey. Yes, that's the same stuff. Scandally, my parents read. Scandally books. Yeah. Um, and so it makes sense that those become the limited series. Yes. They are the limited series of, of visual content. Yes. You know? And ah, um, oh, it's lovely. And someone's buried <laughs> underground, or this, or <laughs> mis- mystery, or someone's gone missing, and yeah. And it's just enough for six episodes. Yeah, it's that like is, finite storytelling, which is great. Yeah. And I can I can really get into that. Yes. Um, no, Anatomy do, of the Scandals is great. I'll check it out. I can't do binge watching though. People always like binge watch stuff. I just don't have the concentration span to watch like an entire season of a show in one go. I can't do it. It's, it's wild. I just, I, it makes me feel kind of dirty. <laughs> like I'm so sedentary and I'm just this sluggish thing watching the same thing for six hours. I just can't do it. It's wild. Yeah. But then, if, but if I were to say to you, Hey Graham, I've got the six-hour movie. Yes, You'd be like, like I'm like, oh, cool. cool. Let's watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies in one day. Oh, you're okay with I'll that? I'll do that. Oh, but for some reason, with series, it just like feels weird. I don't know why. What have you been watching recently? I don't know why I did this. I can't remember what made me think about it. But I went back and watched all the the old Batman movies, the Burton and the Schumacher ones. Oh, I was going to watch the Nolan ones as well, but by the time I got to Batman and Robin, I was Batmaned out. Yes, um, that would be the one that would do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Schumacher ones. Yeah. Even the, dude, even the Burton ones, man. Like, you listen to the people who made them talk about them, and they're talking about, like, how they're, it's the darkest thing you've ever seen. It's the grittiest movie. It's so yeah. real. It's the most real thing ever. But they are just as silly yeah. and just as cartoonish as, like, the 60s Adam West one. The difference is the drag is now black leather instead of spandex. Yeah. But they're just as ridiculous and cartoonish. But they talk about them. Oh, they're so dark. They're so real, you know? Interesting. But they're so ridiculous. And Well, there's you can almost compare the ridiculousness of the Batmans based on the car. Yeah. And, yeah. and so um, on, on a trip to the States, yes. uh, we did the Warner Brothers studio tour. Yes. Okay. Have you done this? Do you know? No, no, no. Okay. But I know about it. I've and, seen uh, and pictures. And they downplay it. They're very, they, they're very like, they love it. Yes. They love doing this. And they go, oh, we're going to go, let's see what's in this room. Or something. Right. Or they like, or they, or they like, they don't make a big deal out of it. They yeah. go, oh, let's, you know, let's go into here. And it's the Batmobile room. Yeah. Oh, and it's the wow. actual Batmobiles. Yes. And when you look at the Tim Burton one, you're like, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's, it's maybe the best one though. It is cool. It is phenomenal. It's very like it makes, if Art Deco was a car. Yeah, that's like the whole yeah. style of that film. Like yeah. looking at it, it never looks or feels real. It always looks like a soundstage. But a lot of it was. And they, they showed yeah. us in the – so they've got these little setups like the town. They've got the town square. They've got the, 
the the back alley the you know they've got all these different locations yes. like i saw the location where 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 toby Maguire did the kiss you know oh, the, wow. the upside okay, down yes. kiss you know, yeah. got, and then they're like also this was the lmfao music video oh, right. you know and you're like oh i can see it i can totally yes. see it and but, then you go around the corner and then like um my ex at the time was like she just gasps oh right and the guy was like who's who knows where we are and she's like <laughs> i know we're in like rory gilmore's house you know oh, right. like from gilmore yes. girls it, it, and then they show you how they can swap it and change it but there yes. was one or two locations where they were like you know this got completely rehauled for batman and this was used in the right. in the tim burton batman stuff but the the quality of the landscape is it makes even though it doesn't feel real it makes the city feel unique yeah unlike as i mean you can praise the the christopher nolan movies for many reasons but gotham is just chicago you know? For who? For the Nolan films. Not New York? No, because they're all shot in Chicago and it looks just like Wasn't Chicago. Wasn't it literally New York in no. the second one? No, that's, they, the all bomb? three of them were. Yeah, it's Chicago. Yeah, it look it does look like New York. It looks sort of like Manhattan because of all the, the islands and whatnot. But it just feels like a very generic, real-world American that was city. Always the, I thought that was always the thing, that mm. Gotham was always New York. It is. Y- I thought I always read. Um, I think this is because of watching the the Chris Reeves oh, that, Superman films. Oh, that Metropolis is New York. Yeah, because I mean they, the the um, the Statue of Liberty is in in the Reeves Superman films. It's the Statue of Liberty, but they're still called Metropolis. Uh, but it's literally just the Statue of Liberty. Okay. But but it gives the Batman film, the Burton Batman movies, that like quality of this isn't just a normal American city. This is this weird, filthy. Yeah. gothic city that yeah. doesn't exist yeah but it just doesn't feel like a real place and that, i can't i like that yeah that's cool for a comic book film because it's like a live action it is a, it is a very comic what did you book, think of the new book one? Film. i loved it it's long super long it's long but i think it's the most um i think it's the best interpretation of batman because i've read a lot of batman stuff i haven't read comic books in, in a long time because they, they got okay. too expensive but in terms of like... But I mean, out of all the people that went out and watched Batman, how yes. many, what percentage of it are people that have actually like read the comic yeah, books? Yeah, probably not that many. Yeah. But I think they just like, I think it nails the character really well in terms of what Batman is and why Batman does what Batman does. Okay. I think it just got that really, really well because... I, I was amazed to see, because I'm not someone who's read all the books, yes. uh, all the comics and stuff. It was amazing to see him just more like standing around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't this sort of like crazy magic show where yeah. he sort of appears and then disappears in the yeah. shadows. Like, you know, you only see him and this or that. He was like just standing, walking around yeah. like he was a dude. Yeah. Just wearing more ridiculous clothes than everyone and else. But watching, seeing Batman go through like old files, like, yeah, like doing the detective doing, thing. Being a detective. Which is not, awesome. It's not so cool. Shooting things to the corners and grappling yes. and, and, and stuff. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it did seem cool. It, yeah, it was a little bit long, but yes. But um, I enjoyed it. We, um, myself and Cole, went to go watch it. Oh, okay. And we wanted to watch it, you know, in normal two D or whatever. Only to discover that when we got there uh, in Hyde Park, um, it had sold out. And so he's like, oh, oh, we, have, "We have to do that four DX thing." DX. Yes. Which, if I'm being honest, like, I'm not a big fan of at all. No. I don't, and I it just, does because it does the complete opposite of what you want it to do. Yeah, they sort of are like, oh, it's completely immersive. If anything, it takes you out. Yeah, because because you sort of your chair starts shaking, you yeah. become too aware of it. You completely lose 
Yeah, you completely lose the sort of the magic of being transported. Yeah. I don't even kind like 3D movies that much. I find I find that can be very distracting when it's not set up like perfectly and you get like the weird double vision thing going on. You can sometimes. So yeah, I find yeah. it it just gives me a headache. There's the the trailer for the new Avatar. Just came out yesterday. Did you watch it? Yeah. It's a bit like okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. I think I mean what's really interesting about that is you can kind of look at it and go okay whatever. But then you, st- then I'm the kind of person who'll stop and think about it and go, okay, but nothing I'm looking at is real. Every single frame that we're looking sure. at is completely computer but then, but generated. But that was the same with um, the Lion King. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't one blade of grass that they filmed. Yeah, they made everything. Which, you know, you can criticize like the Lion King, for example. You could, there's a lot of things to criticize for that film, but I don't think it's fair to completely disregard that film simply or films like that because of the level of artistry that goes into that. I know I, I 100% I totally you know. think it's it's it, that's an amazing achievement. But but there isn't there going to be something more special about these avatar films? Why cuz you know if you if you think about it and this is why I brought it up is like why it did so well when it came out was because of that new era 3D. And I was like sweet Jesus I think I watched it twice in the cinema because I was like, when you see proper 3D and you and I hadn't really ever watched 3D in cinema. So it's like, it makes sense that it made that much money. Yeah, I was thinking about that like, I think yesterday or the day before. It's like, it's it came out 13 years ago. But it was when... still the most successful film ever made. Still, to this day, it's number one. Didn't Avengers Endgame beat it? It oh, did no, then the chi- just beat then it out, and then they did a re-release of Avatar in China. Yes. And it just, it just took over again. And now they're doing another re-release of Avatar towards the end of the year. Just, just to, before the previous one and, comes and out. And, and it'll make even more money. Take it but it's been the... 13 years, and it took but, like... But it was because of that 3D. It helps a lot, definitely. I think that took it way over the line. Yeah. Also, I mean, people want to kind of disregard and say, okay, no one wants the sequel, but... It is the most successful film of all time. There are people out there that it had a huge audience because the film doesn't make that kind of money by having a really good opening weekend and then everyone going, oh, it's actually terrible. Don't go watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from no, that no, like, no. repeat success. No, you know? totally. And I, But I just think it was so much of it was because of that yes. 3D technology. And I know that they were saying that he, he's been waiting, he's been waiting to mm. do these sequels because he wants to give people something that's the equivalent. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I don't, what is it? I have no idea. And that's, but that's the other thing. It is James Cameron. Yeah. I don't think you can write off James Cameron like by saying, oh, no one wants this movie. The guy's yeah. never made a bad film. You can say, you can say Avatar is... Um, Pocahontas. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a story we've been told and that sort of thing before. But, no, that I mean, doesn't James, faze me at all. I'm I mean, just curious to know what the new technology like what is the what is that that equivalent of that 3d thing yeah because because i would want to know why a dude like that has waited this long yes and what are we going to get that's going to be new that that's to me the interesting one yeah but i've been um i've been in the uh in disney world oh yes the 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 avatar oh yes that the the, avatar Avatar like world yes and it's amazing how really? they do it. I really wanted to go on the ride, but the ride wait. Uh, we couldn't get fast passes because mm. those go too quickly. Um, the ride wait was like three hours. And oh, I was wow. like, I don't think I have the time. <laughs> only to <laughs> only to get like motion sick yeah. after like waiting three hours and like hating it. Oh, but apparently you, you sit on one of those sort of those flying, flying things. Yes. things. 
apparently it sort of moves so you can like almost feel it between your legs. Oh, wow. Breathing. And then you go on some like crazy thing. But just walking around that place and especially at night. Yeah. Like it all comes alive and it all glows. And oh, wow. It's done so yeah, I've, I've well. never been to like Disneyland or anything like that. And they, 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 they sort of were architecturally able to to trick you into thinking that those things were the hanging. floating, were, were floating, floating rock they garden sort of, things. They, they'd done it in such a way that, that a little bit like, you know, those, you know, those um, sort of street performers that sort of look like they're yes, sitting in, yeah. in, in midair, but they're yeah. actually like, it's the pole. Yeah, they got like a of, metal bar in the, it's, yeah. like, it's like that. that cool wow. But it was, it was very cool to see. That's rad. Okay, but that is later this year, eh? Yeah, the, the um, I think December. Late yeah. the year, late in this year. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll... there's it's it's so weird. I used to be, there used to be like a whole list of films every year that I was like really excited about. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a side effect of aging. No, you just that like there's just so few things. I'm excited about Top Gun. I think Top Apparently, Gun looks incredible. Yeah. Apparently, like yeah. the reports are good. Yeah. I mean, We're... Christopher McQuarrie, who's the he wrote it. He didn't direct it, but he's the guy who's directed the last few Mission Impossible films. Uh. Said it's the best thing he's ever been involved in. Lovely. Yeah. But it's amazing how good when you when you see those articles or when you see those words coming out. Yes. How how such good positive press can really like get people excited. Yeah. Where Cole was talking about M- M- Mobius, Mobius? Yes. And there was the opposite with yep. that. Where it was like there was enough people going this isn't great. This is, this is yeah. not cool. It's been delayed. Why has it been delayed? I think yeah. it's because it's not that good or there's recuts or it's like, and then yeah. obviously that can sink the film. And then of course it comes out and people realize. And it's like, terrible, oh, yes. It but for people to say such good things now. Yeah. You know what I find makes a huge difference as well? This was, I realized this again when the last Mission Impossible came out, Mission Impossible Fallout. It came out the same year as Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. And I remember watching Avengers Infinity War and it's fun and it's like this huge film. Yeah. And it's like hugely successful and everything. But going to watch Mission Impossible, it's much, much smaller. Yeah. It's much simpler. But because even subconsciously you know that most of what you're seeing is real, it makes it so much more engaging. It's like the real effects. Yeah. Like yeah. the real stunts and the fact that, you know, you like they put out all the stuff beforehand of Tom Cruise actually did fly this helicopter and do all these stunts himself. Yeah. yeah. And you go into this movie with this even in the back of your mind. You just know. Or even if you know nothing, even yeah. if you're just a person on the street who goes, I don't know why I like Mission Impossible so much. Yes. That is why. Yeah. Because it's and real. And it's why it's so, it's, it's so, so something I learned in lockdown. Yeah. Really, because I paid a lot of more attention to it, is myself and Cole watched The Thing, which oh, is on Netflix. Oh, yes. Oh, and I love so, that and movie. And so The Thing is, what was it, 80s? Yeah. And I can't it's, remember the exact year. You know, it's set up in Antarctica, and it's this. It's a. Is it a John Carpenter? Yeah. Was it a Stephen King book? No, no. It was. A, there was an old movie. Um, I think it was called the thing, some the thing from outer space, or some sort of old title like that from okay. the fifties or the sixties. Okay. That it's a remake of. It's a remake, but yeah. but, okay. So 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 the thing, is a bunch of these guys in this sort of research facility up in Antarctica uncover this presence and um and so basically this, this thing kind of takes yes. over and why i guess it's called the thing is because it can it can take different shapes yeah, and forms it can replicate and can, other living things and so and so you know 
uh, not to give too much away, but yeah. but at one point you see this sort of crazy monster sort of expand out of this human. Yeah. And the effects are, are quite cheesy watching it now. Yeah. And so you kind of laugh at it, but a part of you is kind of haunted but by it. But it works. Because it's real. Yes. Because they then later on in, in, in a sort of noughties era. 2011, 2010, I think, was the... The sequel, made prequel, a, sorry. It made a prequel yes. that was just filled with CGI. And yep. you saw the same humans with these sort of extra arms and yep. extra legs and things. And it just kind of leaves you a bit cold. And what's crazy about that is they actually shot that film with practical effects. The 2011 one? Yeah. It was all shot with practical, like, puppeteering stuff like they did in the original. Yeah. Which had, like, little – they were going to, like, expand on certain things digitally. But for whatever reason, the studio executives looked at it and went, no, like, replace it all. And, so, oh, and they replaced all the practical stuff with CGI. <sighs> yeah. Because the comment was, I haven't seen this 2011 one. I think Cole had seen it. But yeah. He was saying that, like, it just leaves you cold. And we yeah. like, we as the general public are so CGI'd yeah. that anything practical just... Just jumps out at just you, and jumps it's just, at you. Yeah. And it's just there's, so much better. There's a quality to it that even when it doesn't look real, or it doesn't look real for what it's supposed to be, like in terms of like scale or like like you said, there's a cheesiness to the original. It kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, that you know? for me coming in completely cold, really like absorbing in that film. Yes, I was like, yeah, it's you can kind of laugh at it. But yeah, it, there's something. There's something visceral like and like gross and with the, the like the, the defibrillator scene and, uh, where the whole chest opens up and it's like, yeah. and it's also it's just there's like a creativity to it yeah. that you don't often see in CGI. And again, I don't want to discredit the artists who do CGI because I think the stuff that they do can be extraordinary. Sure, sure. You know? No, we're just you know I was talking the other day with Cole about death on the Nile, like being yes. this super pretty and of course that's that's so much of that is cgi yeah. but it's like it was so tastefully done yes. it wasn't this huge avengers explosion but yeah. but um no it can certainly be done very well like i think it was the same with west side story oh i still haven't seen the new one which i can't believe because it's a steven spielberg film and i usually see those instantaneously yeah but lovely. i haven't seen it yet it's lovely really and it was just made to. And it was a lot of effort went into making it look like it was made in the 1960s. Mm. Like everything, down to the core, to the colors, to the grading, to, yeah. to everything. And I'm sure CGI had a fair bit to do with oh, that. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's very rare that you find a film these days that doesn't have some level of CGI in it. Yeah. But it's about how the filmmaker chooses to use it. Yeah. You know? No, totally. You know, I think Ridley Scott uses CGI very effectively. Because he does yeah. it for like set extension, so he'll have yeah. this limited space. Yeah, that's the your focus of what's in camera, and then he extends it further outward, essentially yeah. with CGI. Like for Gladi, even going back to Gladiator, yeah. they had like the Colosseum. They had like the first level of the Colosseum. Yes, and then they had one section that went all the way up, and everything yeah, else yeah, yeah. all the way around it is CGI. I got such a great story about that. Yes, I hung out with a dude who who worked on Invictus. Oh yes. And and was involved in shooting those panels of crowd. Oh, so yes. So they would fill Ellis Park with just the scene. In a section. And like... then they would film them cheering and then they would cut they would literally sort of cut and paste the, yeah. these people across the thing. But there had to be these shots where Matt Damon would run across the scene yes. of this crowd. Yeah. And apparently people this is if 
this is a little bit of a deep dive. Many people would get this, many people won't. But as Matt Damon ran past, people in the crowd yelled, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Team America. The Team America thing. The Team America is. joke. But apparently it happened. And he apparently he was very cool about it. Like he sort of, I think, you know, those actors are very aware of the good and the bad sort of yes. jokes on them. And, and, and they live their whole life with certain things being shouted at them across the yeah, street. Yeah, I think you have to when you're and a so public he figure. Just, he probably just got so used to that. But, yeah. but it's just so funny, the audacity of someone yes. being just a crowd extra <laughs> in, in it, yelling that. Oh, my goodness. Um, lovely, man. But what in your own personal capacity, Yeah. I don't even know this. What do you specialize in? What's your forte? Uh, I'm a video editor. Professionally, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So you haven't done any kind of CGI yourself? Well... Or are you dabbling in it? Um, when Cole and I were at AFTA together, I did my degrees actually in visual effects. Okay. I didn't actually do editing. Um, I've since subsequently taught myself editing because there's just way more work. Sure. Well, there isn't any more, thanks to lockdown and COVID and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but my degree is... I have a degree in visual effects. So... Okay. My stuff was pretty, I didn't do like 3D, 3D modeling, 3D animation. I did all my stuff was all like compositing and that sort of thing. Compositing is sort of you sticking. You're adding elements to an existing so shot. So like you could or, put in a sunset. Yeah. So we did a lot of like crude. the kind of movies that we, that we made, we did a lot of guns. So I was adding smoke and muzzle flashes and like blood as people were being hit and that sort of thing. Oh, cool. That's the kind of thing I did a lot of at After. Would you want to do more of that? Is um, that if you sort of is the passion changed or is that yeah, I would say so because it it a lot of that like relates to why I went to film school in the first place, which because backstory I watched Jurassic Park when I was seven years old yeah and it was just like that's what I'm gonna do for the rest <laughs> of my life. I didn't understand what it was at the time yeah so I went through all these phases of like okay I don't I don't understand why it is this thing has grabbed me so much. Okay, the character I relate to most, because I was seven years old, was Tim, right? Which one was Tim? The little kid, the little boy in, in Jurassic Park. Which, fun fact, is the bassist in Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, right. Yeah. I can't remember the actor's name. Joe Mezzanello or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, okay, I relate to this kid because we're like the same age and he's fascinated with dinosaurs. Maybe I want to be an actor. Maybe you wanted to... Then I was like, okay, no, that's not the thing I want to be. And eventually, yeah. in my like late 20s, mid to late 20s, finally clicked the thing i want that makes me so in, like interested in filmmaking is storytelling sure it's telling a story yeah you know and that's why i think editing wound up clicking with me because you're yeah. essentially compiling stories were you were you cognizant of the whole debate around the editing oscar being snubbed from the live broadcast Did oh, you know no. about that no I, I haven't watched the oscars in such a long time sure well this is also part of that whole commentary is that every year people criticize the oscars for how long it is well how long it is but also just who cares yeah you know it's, it's people and then the oscars themselves. always have these knee-jerk reactions where it's like okay we're not gonna do this so we're not gonna change that and it's yeah, all we're, we're not gonna have this, a public vote award yeah and the, the whole attempt is to just try and make them relevant yeah ironically all that you need to do is have one actor slap another yes. and then the world <laughs> gives a shit but like but th this year you know there's a certain amount of in these award shows, there's a certain amount of categories that don't make the actual live broadcast, yes. the final main yeah. product. They used to always be the technical awards. They and had it a was, separate ceremony for technical. Yeah, and I mean, when with Short Straw, 
when we were nominated for some awards, it was interesting to see, like, I think we were at the the African Music Awards, the MTV African Music Awards. Oh, okay. They're a handful. They just sort of happened the night before. Or yes. The, the, before. And then, okay, now we're going to do the, the big one. The big categories. Um, and so this year, they they made the decision, which is crazy when you think about it, that editing wasn't going to be part of the main right. ceremony. And everyone was like, come on. It's such an important category. It is huge. But it's 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 not sexy in a way. Yeah. It's, not, it's not exciting. It's not, and and it's not anything that someone can see like costume or yes. makeup. Yeah. You're also not going to – the result isn't going to be a it's famous person invisible, standing on stage. Yeah, it's the, instead of it's the invisible art in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Okay, well, that's what happened this year. I don't know how it okay. resolved because most of the time these Oscar – Debates get resolved and figured out. And, yeah. But, um, okay. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I think from the little bit of filmmaking I, I I did during Varsity and then, of course, being someone who now owns a cinema and consumes films in a particular way, you you realize that editing can can do so much. Yeah. It can transport. It can, it can change things. And there's a handful of movies I've watched recently where you're like, you get the feeling that they just sort of shot a whole bunch and were like, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post, and as you're like, they say. They, they didn't. Yeah. And so this movie feels a bit incoherent. You're like, yes. but I don't care about him or I no. don't understand what's going on or why would they now do that? And it's like, it's all editing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot of that also comes in when you're planning your film. Like Ridley Scott say, always says he shoots his, his films on paper before he actually films them. Yeah, which you can imagine is probably considered now to be Quite an old school technique, yeah. but why change a winning yeah. formula? Yeah, because because he'll storyboard every single shot in the entire film for every single scene. What's that process called when they when they sort of do those cheaper mockups? Um, Previs, pre visualization. Yeah, yeah. Well, that those makes totally sense. Like ones. you you could basically watch your whole film. Yeah. In previs. Yeah. See it all mapped out, and then you go like, okay, we don't need a wide. Yeah. I mean, they they I don't know if they still do it, but they all they did do that for animated films. They would literally put together an edit, yeah, just using the storyboards, and then they would they would just gauge how the, f- the whole pacing of the film worked and yeah. watch throughout the entire film that way with like temp audio I've, and everything. I've got a theory that you should, you got no excuse to make a shit animated movie. Yeah, because you can literally redo it. You can, you can remake it. You, you can, can literally go back. You can cut it. You can make that shorter where it's like you can't get that helicopter to blur yep. up again in Apocalypse Now. Yes. You know, it's like you only had one <laughs> take or like. You know, if that guy didn't give you the right thing or if you've decided to change, you've got to go back into the jungle and, yeah. and reshoot it. Weird, like, there should be no such thing as a bad animated I think movie. these days especially more than previously because everything's digitally animated. Yeah. And everything's 3D. I think it was harder back when everything was hand done on, like, actual cells. Yeah. When it was painted so on cells. I wanted to ask someone, and, and perhaps you can answer this being someone who's, who's – is actually waded deeper into this pool <laughs> yeah. where I'm just looking at it from very far away. Yes. Is that a lot of it can be generated, right? Yeah. Like we're now at that point where it's like you don't have to animate water. Yes. But you could put a it's, lot of effort into setting up the fact that if the boat moves, the water's going to ripple. It's simulated these days, things like water. So much is simulated. simulated. Yeah. So it makes you appreciate the original animation yeah. technique so much more because yeah. there wasn't anything that was going to figure itself out yeah. according to an algorithm or according to a, 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 a thing. Yeah, you don't just like make a few changes and hit render again. You have to literally go back and draw every single cell 
Yeah. And then paint every single cell. Like there's a story about when, I think it was when Michael Eisner became president of Disney. Yes. They were busy making the Black Cauldron. Uh, which is the which is the sort of what people consider the sort of the end of that particular that era, era of, of yes. Disney before it became Disney, before the, Disney, yeah, the, before Renaissance, the, the Renaissance before the Renaissance happened. Renaissance, with, it started, yeah. I think the, the start of the Renaissance was The Little Mermaid. Um, yes, that's where yeah. they considered starting. But there's a story about him being shown an edit of the film and deciding that it was too long for one thing. Um, but he also was like, I want to see your rushes. I want to see, like, because rushes are just alternate takes of scenes. Yeah, which you have in which, live action. Which doesn't exist in animation. No. And part of the reason why so many people didn't like Michael Eisner was because he came into an animation studio with zero understanding of animation. Okay. And he was, like, eventually he'd reached the point where he was, like, going into the edit bay and trying to make changes himself. You Being know? the head of, of Disney, which yes. he really... Yeah, it was. It's just so bizarre, but just that like lack of understanding of I want to see your rushes. And they're like it's an animated film. Yeah, there are no alternate takes. You did know, he? You can't where was to do his that. story? Did he? Did he? Had he just joined by that point? Yeah, he he came in. There was like all sorts of stuff with. Um, and then did he last? Did for he a while, yes. I can't remember when he, he went out. Was he a part of the Renaissance of Disney? He must have been. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think it was around about the same time. Eisner. Yeah, Michael Eisner. Because then the big guy was Bob Iger. Yes. I think he, he came, came after. Left. I can't remember if he came before or after Eisner. I was watching videos about this not that long ago, and it's all left my brain. Whenever I think about, like, the head of Disney. Yes. This has come up a few times, especially when we were in Disney World going, like, whoever is the top of all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever we are in the bioscope and looking at, at children's movies and, you know, stuff that we can screen as a classic movie Sunday. Yes. You know, Disney's expensive. It's quite hard to work with them to get the rights to yeah. screen the movie. So we try and look for other stuff. And then you realize like how few films yeah. are, are kids' family movies that yeah. aren't, aren't Disney. Disney yeah. it's, it's scary. Yes. Um, but there, do you know the author Naomi Klein? She She's written a bunch yes. of books. But there was one called No Logo. Okay. Which was... Uh, I want to say 90s, like late 90s. Okay. And it was very much about capitalism and right. politics and things. And I haven't read the whole book, but there was one part that I remember that stuck with me, which was they, she compared the, the, the lowest job in Disney was like a assembly line worker in like Sri Lanka who like okay. would make Disney products yes. in a factory. Yes. Against the head of Disney. Yes. And they paid differences. I mean okay. uh, hear this. <laughs> that woman in the factory would have to work sixty six years on her salary yeah. to make what the head of Disney made in an hour. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is mind altering. Wow. But I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, it is the biggest, one of the biggest jobs in the world. Yes. In some level of defense. Yeah. But it's still insane. That's unbelievable. And it's hard. It's, it's so insane to think about it right now. But there was a point in time where Disney was almost bankrupt. Really? Yeah. There was a point in time where they, they, I mean, around about the time of the Black Cauldron. Yeah, which is the about. movie that we are talking about that I'm sure most people don't even know about. Yeah. I've never watched it. But like they were on the verge of dark, shutting right? down. It's yeah. a dark movie. Well, it's based on a, fant a fantasy series book. 
that's pretty. I haven't read them myself, but as far as I know, they're quite they're but quite I mean, dark. I know that not film the was Disney that everybody that knows. we know about now. Yeah, but I mean that film was in its original cut would have gotten an R rating because it was crazy violent. Yeah, you know, which is crazy to think about. And but it's, it's kind of been a bit forgotten, right? Yeah, it has. Like, do you think it'll be on Disney Plus? I think it is on Disney Plus, yeah. Just because people are more curious about it's it now. Disney's catalogue and anything that isn't overtly racist they put on there. Yeah. You know? Have they cut anything? Uh, Song of the South. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think it's pretty much the only thing that's not on there. And they've got back and they've even that made That was like Jiminy slight... Cricket, right? Wasn't he in Song of the South? No. Mm, Jiminy Cricket is in... Isn't he in Pinocchio? He's in Pinocchio. Yeah. But didn't he... He didn't make... Okay. Then um, Song of the South was, was sort of like... It was like an anthology film that was... So the guy who wrote the book of Song of the South grew up on a plantation. Yes. Um, just after emancipation. So this is just after the end of, of slavery. Yeah. And his whole thing was he, as a child, spent time with these former slaves. And they would tell him um, like folklore stories. Yeah. Which he then went and wrote down in a book called The Song of the South. Okay. Which Walt Disney himself really liked that book and he liked these stories. So they turned it into a film okay. of like anthology. Like it was like three or four shorts basically. Yeah. But the, um, the framing device are characters who are like these former slaves okay. in the in American South. Mm. Um, and the issue, like they're, they're, the problem is the kind of portrayal of as soon as slavery was over, everything was wonderful and everyone was happy uh. and people were free. Have you watched any of it? Do you no, because it's so you can't. You just can't it's get it. It's just anyway. lost. Yeah. It's this, this kind of lost. Disney There's like product. clips here and there that'll wind up on YouTube and that sort of thing. Disney themselves will probably never put it out again. And it's it's interesting. To look at what Disney's doing now in in the sense that they're trying to address certain aspects of their past mm. in the way they portrayed characters, but it's yeah. really disingenuous in a way because they're not addressing stuff like Song of the South. Yeah, they're addressing stuff like. You know, they're female characters like Jasmine. You yeah. know, they remake Aladdin and now Jasmine's like the girl boss, independent character, that sort of thing. Yes. And they're doing that sort of thing because addressing that sort of thing is very easy. You know, you just alter a character or you create a character that is kind of the antithesis of like the way they used to portray women. Yeah. So easy to do that. Yeah. Whereas portray, whereas like addressing something like racism in old films is so sure. much more difficult to tackle. But, yeah, listen, I mean, I don't just blame them it. for just going yes, and locking yeah. the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, just let it disappear. Yeah. And there's something quite powerful about like just doing nothing about it. Yeah, yeah they can You know, be. like you be. should sometimes just lock something away and, and the yeah. world should be none the wiser that it existed. Maybe yes. a part of you, I don't know, in some capacity could say, well, we did do it and we're sorry. Yeah. But, um, or we did do it and, and, you know, it felt it was what it was, and we don't agree with it now, and so yes. let's not celebrate it. Yeah, right the wrongs. I think yeah. it's it's fascinating. It's great, and it's I'm in full support of it. Yeah, well, you and Cole were just talking about this. Yeah, with the new Doctor Who. Yeah, you know, and how there doesn't seem to be this outrage, yeah. which I was expecting. Yeah, and you guys saying it feels like we're kind of moving past Isn't that now. Isn't there going to be a Black um, Little Mermaid? Um, Wasn't there I talk think, about that? But yes. then it's kind of you don't hear about that, and then they've never made a live action yeah. Little Mermaid. Is that still something I that I think it's you... still happening? I think originally that cost Zendaya, but yeah. I don't think that's that version is happening anymore. But I think they're still planning on casting a black actor, as far as I know. I mean, there's a black Batgirl coming out. The Batgirl movie has a black actor. 
sorry, uh, so you, you, you're not sure whether they're going to make The Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid yeah, but there is going to be a, a Batgirl. They're doing a Batgirl movie. DC are doing Batgirl, and it's a black actress playing Batgirl. Um, cool. Yeah, which has always been a white character. And yeah. I think hopefully people are over it now, like these kind of yeah. things that don't matter. You know, it's like the the kind of pendulum of history swung so far the other way. Yeah. And if in the process of it swinging back, there's a little bit of overcorrection, I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. I really don't. No, just seeing some of the f- stuff on the internet of like the little curly haired Latino boy, like pointing at the character in Encanto, like, you know, you, and, he, and him going like, that's me, that's me. Yeah. Like, you know, people are posting those pictures and you're like, oh, that is super powerful because that little boy didn't have any other character that he could relate to that didn't have a name that sounded like him and um at the at the bioscope in the early days um i can't remember exactly when it came out there was a film called Fanny Fariz Labola okay it was about like a, a Afrikaans farmer boy who marries a, a, a Zulu girl okay, I, think she, cool. I think she was Zulu and it was all about him having to pay Labola right. it was this fun little sort of romantic comedy yeah. and I'll never forget standing outside the bioscope seeing a multiracial couple walk past yes and seeing her go look babe it's us <laughs> and like kind of jo- you know laughing at it yes and I was just like that is it yeah like look babe that's us well I remember at one point I was I was standing outside a movie theater I was waiting for Cole I can't remember what we were going to see um, cool but I was I was waiting for him and it was at the time when that Ghostbusters reboot came out, the all-female Ghostbusters. The girls Ghostbusters, yeah. And while I was waiting, they just sent her out waiting for call. A bunch of little girls came past. Like, they couldn't have been more than, like, eight to ten years old probably, maybe even younger. And all these little girls were so excited that they were going to go watch Ghostbusters. That's awesome. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I get get it it now. I get it. Like, Ghostbusters is now for them as well. Because you have all these, like, middle-aged, 30-something, 40-something-old guys who are like, Ghostbusters was my thing as a kid, so it should always be mine. I don't want to see women. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. No, but now lovely. they were, like Ghostbusters was now their thing. Yeah. And that's awesome. I think it's so cool. But it was a pretty cuck movie. I'd never saw it because I have no interest in it. But I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> cool it that it's there. For you. It's not made for me. Exactly. It was made for them. Exactly. All right. That's the show. Thank you for tuning in. We are going to be closing up now and turning off the lights and locking the door and coming back uh, another day for another episode this episode was produced and edited by the man you heard a lot of today graham hackney my name is russell grant please tune in for the next one we're going to keep this going we are having lots and lots of fun you can follow us on instagram we are the video store pod and we have set up facebook groups we are facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the video store That's probably the best place currently to have a chat. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to have you share trailers or share stuff or posters or funny memes, whatever. We we, want to have a little dialogue over there, which is great. We'll one day have ourselves a website. We we haven't um, gotten our act together just yet at the time of recording. But hopefully soon we do have the video store.co.za. So we're going to make that happen pretty soon but until then keep tuning in we'll see you on the next one thanks